brother and sister little, love them, appreciate them. Second Kings 4 and 2, and Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? For the next few moments, I just want to preach. It's in the house. It's in the house. Touch your neighbor, say, it's in the house. God bless you, you may be seated. For a few moments... I want to draw your attention to one incredible miracle found in 2 Kings chapter 4. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets lost her husband, and the creditor has come to take her two sons to be bondmen. And when she cried out to Elisha, Elisha asked the question, What can I do for you? And what do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? And her reply was, Nothing save a pot of oil. She didn't recognize that what was in the house was sufficient to take care of her need. Elisha said, I want you to go borrow some vessels and don't borrow just a few. And when you return, I want you to shut the door and begin to pour out. And the Bible said, so she went from him and shut the door on her and her sons and who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said, there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. The Bible said she went and sold the oil and paid the debt and she lived on the rest. And I believe that Elisha was trying to get her to realize and understand that everything that she needed was already in. In the house. Say it's in the house. I've come to preach tonight that everything that you need. I don't know what your needs are tonight. But if you've walked into this building and you need a miracle. I've come to tell you it's in the house. If you've walked into this building and you need healing. It's in the house. If you need deliverance it's already here. Salvation is in the house. Peace is in the house. Joy is in the house. Direction is in the house. Whatever you need tonight it's already in the house. It's in the house. In my few short years, I've learned a little secret, and that is simply this. It's in the house. And I know it sounds simple, but that's because it is simple. It's in the house. Now, when I talk about the house, I'm talking about the place where God's presence dwells. I'm talking about where God resides. God's not everywhere. I realize God's omnipresent. But there is a place where He allows His presence to be manifest. And that's the place that I'm talking about tonight. Night, the place where his presence is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It may be a beautiful cathedral or it may be a simple cinder block structure, but if God's presence is there, it is the house of God. It is a holy place. It is the house of God. And my fear is at times that we don't appreciate the house of God or we take the house of God for granted. As Jacob lied down to sleep, he had a dream, and in that dream, he saw angels ascending and angels descending and when he woke out of that dream he said surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not how dreadful is this place this is none other than the house of God and the gate of heaven when he woke up he said I didn't realize it but this is the house of God this is the gate of heaven all that heaven has to offer comes through this house healing comes through this house deliverance comes through this house Direction flows through this house. This is the house of God, and it's the gate of heaven. Can I tell you tonight, there's nothing like being in the house of God. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in church. I can think of no place I'd rather be than right here in the house of God. I'm thankful I was raised in a home where church was not an option. 
when it was church time it was time to come to the house of God I can't survive outside of the house I don't know if I'm preaching to anybody else in this room but I can't survive outside of the house there is no life on the outside of the house it's in him that we live and it's in him that we move and it's in him that we have our being I've got to have the house of God David said a day in thy course is better than a thousand he said I'd rather just be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked just let me be a doorkeeper just let me serve in the house I don't want to live in the tents of the wicked just let me be in the house of God makes me wonder why people don't want to come to the house of God I don't understand people that don't want to be in church why they try to find reasons to not come to the house of God I don't know about you but I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord I said I was glad when they said unto me it's time to go to church it's Sunday morning it's time to be in the house of God it's Sunday night let's join and worship in the house of God it's worship in the word on Wednesday night I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord I don't want to be anywhere else other than this house I just want to be in his presence I just want to be where his presence is I want to be in the house of God can I tell you, I don't have to be the preacher to want to be in the house of God. I don't have to be a musician or a singer to want to come to the house of God. Just let me come and serve in the house. Just give me a job to do. I'm glad to be in the house. If you feel that way, put your hands together. Come on, clap your hands and give the Lord a great praise if you're glad. When I think of where I could be tonight, I could be in the hospital tonight, but I'm in the house of God. I could be in the cemetery tonight, but I'm in the house of the Lord. He allowed me to come into His presence. You can be seated. When Moses was on his way to the promised land, he told Hobab, he said, we're journeying into the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come thou with us and we'll do thee good for the Lord hath spoken good concerning Israel. Come with us. The Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. Israel is often referred to as the house of Israel. The house of Israel. Moses was saying, hey, you need to become a part of this house. We want you to be a part of this house. And if you're a guest here, if you're a visitor here, and you're not really a part of the church i make a plea with you tonight get in the house get in the house get in the house god has spoken good concerning us we're on our way to a promised land we're on our way to the new jerusalem we're reaching for salvation we're going to heaven and i want to admonish you tonight if you're not in the church get in the church get in the house get in the house it's in the house psalm 73 asked almost didn't make it he almost didn't survive he said as for me my feet were almost gone my steps had well nigh slipped i was envious of the foolish when i saw the prosperity of the wicked and often often we get confused when we get our eyes off ourselves and on everybody else and as said they seem to be living such painless lives and they're healthy and they're strong they they don't have troubles they aren't plagued with problems like everyone else they scoff and speak evil and pride and they crush others and they boast against the very heavens 
heavens and their words strut through the earth. And he said they seem to be enjoying a life of ease and getting richer at the same time. And then he said, did I keep myself pure for nothing? This is how confused the writer was. Did I keep myself pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? He was completely confused when he got his eyes off the Lord and got his eyes on everybody else. And he said, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. And he said, it wasn't until I got in the house of God. It wasn't until I walked into the sanctuary that then understood I therein. Surely you set them in a slippery place and casteth them down to destruction. And they're going to be brought down to desolation in a moment and truly, utterly consume with terrors. He said, nothing makes sense. Nothing really, really understood until I walked into the house of the Lord. When I walked into the house of God, then all of a sudden, everything came into clear view. I want to tell you things that always make sense. Until you get into the sanctuary, until you come to the house of God, all of a sudden, God reveals everything that's going on. I like what David said. He said, thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary. Thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary. If you want to understand the ways of God, you've got to be in the house. You've got to get in the house. I've come to tell you there's revelation in the house. There's knowledge in the house. There's understanding in the house. God can make His will known to you when you're in the house. It's in the house. When Hezekiah was being attacked by the Ammonites and the Moabites, and he received that letter, the Bible said Hezekiah went to the house of God. He spread that letter before the Lord, and he began to pray. You say, what did he pray? In 2 Kings 19 and 15, the Bible says he began to pray. Well, let me find it. 2 Kings 19 and 15. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubim, Thou art God, even Thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made the heaven and the earth. Lord, bow down Thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, Thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which has set him to approach the living God of a truth, Lord. The kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. And they were no gods, for they were stone, the works of men's hands and wood. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of, uh, out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Even thou only. I want to tell you something. He began to pray and seek God. And this is what the Lord said concerning the king of Assyria. He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield. By the way he came, the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake. I want to tell you, if you feel like you're being attacked by the enemy, if you've received a bad report, and it seems like we've heard some reports lately of what the enemy's trying to do, I want to tell you, Get in the house. It's in the house. There's safety in the house. I said there's safety in the house. There's protection in the house. There's a sure word from the Lord in the house. I said it's in the house. If the enemy's coming against you, it's in the house. There is a word from God for you in the house. 
It's in the house. It's in the house. In Psalm 27, David said, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat at my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the day of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall my head be lifted up around about me and I will offer in his tabernacle I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy I will sing yea I will sing praises unto the Lord I want to tell you it's in the house it's in the house it's in the house everything that you need is in the house get in the house stay in the house it's in the house David said in Psalm 92 those that be planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God if you want to grow if you want to flourish if you want to be useful get planted get rooted get grounded in the house get in the house Stay in the house because it's in the house. In Acts chapter 20, a guy is sitting in an upstairs window and he went to sleep. And he fell out of the house and died. The Bible said Paul went down and prayed and raised him up and brought him back into the house. Can I tell you, you can backslide in the house. You can lose out with God while you're in the house. You can be sitting on that pew and grow cold and indifferent in your spirit. You can backslide in the house, but thank God you can also be restored in the house. I said you can fall out of the house, but you can get back in the house. I don't care what the devil's done. You can get it back. You can get back in the house. You can get back in ministry. You can get back what the enemy's taken out of your life. If we can get people to get back in the house, they can be healed. If we can get people back in the house, they can be restored. If we can get people back in the house, they can be brought back to life again. I don't care how far away you are. If you can get back in the house, you can be healed. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. If you return, if you'll come back to the house, he said, I will heal your backslidings. Doesn't matter how wayward you are, how far away you are, God can heal your backslidings. God can heal you because it's in the house. It's in the house. In Mark chapter 2, it was noise that Jesus was in the house. Listen, when Jesus is in the house, people are going to find out about it. When they got their friend in the house, they had to climb up on top of the roof and tear it up. Sometimes you got to tear some things up if you're going to get to Jesus. You can't just sit there on that pew and expect to get a miracle. You can't just sit there with your hands folded and expect God to do something in your life. Sometimes you got to crawl. Sometimes you've, you've got to scratch your way to where God wants you to be to position yourself for a miracle. Sometimes you got to get in the house I may not be able to get through the front door I may not be able to get through the back door I may not be able to climb through a window but I will get to the house of God I will get in his presence sometimes you gotta break through 
The Bible said when they had broken it up. Sometimes you got to break through some things. You got to break through your pride. You've got to break through your indifference. You've got to break through your apathy. Sometimes you got to get out of yourself and do something you have never done before. You've got to break through. But I want to tell you, the supernatural happens in the house of God. Let me say it again. The supernatural happens in the house of God. God is still a supernatural God. I said he's a supernatural God. He's not a natural God. He is a supernatural God. He can do what you and I can't do. He can heal what you and I can't heal. Not long ago at Calvary, we had a, a deliverance service. I got tired of people being sick and tired. And so I said, next Sunday, we're having a deliverance service. If you have a need, I want you to come next Sunday and believe God for a miracle. That must have sparked a little bit of faith because in that service, we had many testimonies of things that God did. I remember a couple of weeks after, I had a lady that she emailed me. She said, Pastor, my husband was prayed for. And after he left cigarette, he smoked had a desire for a year but this is what she told my wife she texted my wife after that service she said I don't know what happened but I feel like someone just sucked all the poison right out of me hey that's just like the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost can suck all the sin it can suck all the transgression it can suck all the confusion right out of your life I said it's in the house it's in the house. It's in the house. If you need deliverance, it's in the house. It's not far away. It's in the house. Oh, I wish I could get somebody in this place to believe what I'm preaching. There is a word of faith in this place. It's in the house. Everything you need is in the house. You can be seated. I remind you, the upper room in Acts 2 was in a house. In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody shouts suddenly. When God gets ready to do something, it doesn't take a long time. They were in that upper room for 10 days. But when the Holy Ghost decided to come, suddenly. I want to admonish someone, don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking God. Don't stop reaching for your miracle. You may have been reaching for a long time, but there can be a suddenly in your life. Suddenly, something can happen. Something can change. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. What would happen if all in this room were baptized with the Holy Ghost afresh and new? Can I tell you, that's really what we need. We struggle, we fight, we go through things. And you know, really what we need is just an old-fashioned breakthrough. I said we need an old-fashioned breakthrough. I'm preaching to the saints right now. You need an old-fashioned breakthrough. You need to speak in tongues again. You need to let the Holy Ghost have His way in your life again. You need to let God move in you again. Somebody shout again. Holy Ghost, baptize us afresh and new. Lord, let it happen again. I heard you've been fasting for 40 days. I heard you've been praying for 40 days. This is a good time for the Holy Ghost to have uh, his way in our lives. This is a good time for a Holy Ghost breakthrough. Somebody shout breakthrough. You can be seated. In Luke chapter 15, the prodigal left the house. The prodigal walked away from the father's house. 
I guess sin in the world had so much appeal that the prodigal said, what's out there is better than what I've got in here. It wasn't long until the Bible said he began to be in want. You can walk away from God, but it's not going to be long once you've experienced the Holy Ghost. Once you felt the power of God, once you've known what it is to surrender to God and, and to commit your life and to walk with the Lord, you can leave this, but you'll never really get away from it. You can go to the far. I'm preaching to some even in my church. Right back there, that man right there, he was wayward for a lot of years. He's a preacher's kid, but he backslid, went out to the far country. But I thank God that God got a hold of him. His mercy reached him. His grace saved him and brought him back. He came back to church, and because it was in the house, he was restored. You're not going to find a better man than that man right there. You won't find a better worshiper than that man right there, because it's in the house. Can I preach to our young people for just a few moments? I know the world seems appealing. I, I know when you're young, the world's reaching for you. I know it seems like that what they've got out there is so much better than what we have in the house. He said, I understand. I don't understand people that have known truth. People that have known what it is to, to know God. To feel the power of the Holy Ghost. To walk with God. To live a surrendered life. And then to turn and walk away. I don't understand that. Because what you get in the house stays in the house. And certainly when you come to God, you get joy. When you come to Him, you get happiness. You get strength. You get peace. You get salvation. You get direction. You got a reason to wake up in the morning and lay your head on your pillow at night. You got a reason to get up every day. Oh, hallelujah. But this is the deal what you get in the house stays in the house. When you get joy in the house, you can't leave this house and expect to keep the joy. When you get peace in the house, you can't walk away from God and expect to live in peace in the world because what you get in the house, it stays in the house. But I'm thankful that while that prodigal was in the far country, the Bible says uh, he came to himself. That tells me he was out of his right mind. Uh, often the enemy confuses us. Often the enemy distracts us and we get out of our right mind and we walk away from God. We get into the far country. But thank God the Spirit of God can reach us wherever we are. And the Bible said he came to himself. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants is in my father's house? And here I am feeding swine, eating the husk the swine did eat. He said, I'm going to rise and I'm going to the father's house. And I want to tell you, when he began to walk toward the Father's house, uh, the Bible said the Father was waiting. The Father was looking. I want to tell you, God is waiting for some prodigal to get up and come home uh, to the house. He's waiting for somebody to say, I've had enough sin. I've had enough of this world. I don't want any more of it. I just want Jesus. I just want peace. I just want joy. I just want him. If you will get up and come home, God will restore you and place you back in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. It was David's heart to build God a house. The Bible said because he was a bloody man, he was a man of war. God said, I'm not going to give you that privilege, but I'm going to give it to your son Solomon. And so Solomon built the temple. He built the house of God. Solomon prayed this prayer 
at the dedication of the temple. First Kings chapter 8 verse 26. He said, and now God of Israel, let thy word I pray thee be verified which thou speakest unto thy servant David my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold the heaven of the heavens can't contain thee. How much less this house that I have builded. Yet have thou respect unto prayer of thy servant and his supplication. O Lord my God to hearken unto the cry and the prayer. Which thy servant prayeth before thee today. That thine eyes may be upon toward this house night and day. Even toward the place of which thou hast said my name shall be there. That thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and to thy people Israel. That when they shall pray toward this place or toward this house. And hear thou in heaven in thy dwelling place. And when thou hearest, forgive. He said, if anybody pray toward this house. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter what they're going through. It doesn't matter what their need is when they lift their hands and pray toward this house. God, would you hear from heaven? He said, if a man trespass against his neighbor and come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven. He said, when thy people in Israel be smitten down before the enemy because they have sinned against thee and shall turn again to thee and confess thy name and pray and make supplication unto thee in this house. Hear thou in heaven. He said when heaven is shut up and there seem to be no rain, if they pray toward this place and confess thy name, turn from their sin, hear thou in heaven. He said if there be famine in the land, pestilence and blasting and mildew, locusts, enemy besiege them in the land of their cities and spread forth his hands toward this house hear thou in heaven God if your people will pray toward this house if they extend their hands toward the house if they pray at the altar in the house then hear from heaven Lord hear from heaven hear from heaven what are you saying I'm saying it's in the house it's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. Healing's in the house. Healing's in the house. I feel like I have a word from the Lord. Healing's in the house. Deliverance is in the house. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands for just a moment. Come on, just receive the word that you're hearing right now. I need faith to be activated in this place. It's in the house. I need someone to believe with me right now that it's in the house. Hallelujah. I and several area pastors in Addison, we meet with the mayor. We're on a mayor's committee. We meet with him once a month. And I think it's pretty cool that he's gathered the clergy in our area. And so once a month we meet with the mayor he asks our opinions about things, and he is a religious man. And at our last meeting, I had the Lutheran pastor after the meeting come up, and he told me, he said, he said, Pastor, I had a girl come into my service last week, and, and all through the service, she cried all the way through the service. And he said, after the service, I went to her, and we talked a little bit, and he said, I told her, we, we really can't help you. I'm sorry, we can't help you, but 
He said, I know a church that's about two blocks down on the right-hand side, and it's an apostolic church. It's a Pentecostal church. This is what he said. He told her they're more spirit-filled than we are. And if you'll go to that church, they can help you. If you'll go to that church, they can help you. I've just come to tell someone in this place, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it. We've got it, we've got it. It's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. We got it. That woman that came to Elijah and I close, she cried out because she was empty. She cried out to Elijah because she had a need. I just want to tell you that you can be sitting right in the middle of a move of God and you can still feel empty. You can still be sitting on these pews in the house and you can feel empty. It wasn't until she realized what was already in the house. It wasn't until she realized what was there and began to pour out that her need was met. It wasn't until she realized everything that I need is already in the house. And when she realized it was in the house and she began to pour out, that's when the miraculous took place. And I just want to leave this with you today. Everything you need is all around you. I want to tell you, I feel the Holy Ghost deliverance is all around you. Healing is all around you. Direction for your life is all around you. There's some young person that walked into this place. You don't know what step to take next. You don't know what direction to go. You've walked in and you're confused. I just want to tell you, at this altar, there is direction for your life. I said it's in the house. And if you would begin to pour out your worship, if you would begin to pour out your faith, if you would step out and walk down to this altar and as a step of faith and say, God, I believe it's here. Your presence is here. I believe my answer is here. And begin to pour out your worship. Pour out your praise. The Holy Ghost will do something in your life. I wonder if there's anybody in this place. Would you open the reserve? Is there anybody in this house that will release the power? Will you let the Holy Ghost begin to flow in your life? If you're in this building today and you're sick in body, I know we've already prayed, but if you're sick in your body, I want to admonish you right now. The word of faith has been spoken. Would you step out? Would you make your way down to this altar? If you need a healing, if you need a touch, if you need the Lord to baptize you fresh and new uh, with the fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost, you ought to come on down to this altar. I realize there's not a lot of space here, uh, but just stepping out and getting as close as you can. Uh, I believe God's going to meet you. It's your point of faith. Uh, come on right now. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Uh, begin to pour out uh, like that little widow woman. Uh, begin to pour out. Uh, no one can pour out for you. Nobody can do it for you. You've got to pour it out. You've got to praise Him. You've got to seek Him. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice like a trumpet. Come on, lift your voice like a trumpet. Jesus, you see every need in this building. God, you see every situation. You see those that have walked into this service battling against the enemy. I pray against doubt. I pray against fear. I pray against the spirit of discouragement. And take authority over it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Release healing. 
Release blessing. Let it flow right now. In Jesus' name. Why don't you lay your hand on somebody right now? If you're standing next to someone that has a need, I want you to lay your hand on them and begin to speak the name of Jesus. Come on, speak the name of Jesus.